0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back into another edition of Tide Talk Live. Stacy Blackwood, joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas. Jake, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Just uh, excited,
1: you know, to be back here
0: talking a little bit. Uh,
1: you know, depth chart uh, projections. We're going to do the offensive line tonight, so I'm ready to get
0: into it, brother. No doubt. I think this is going to be a fun one. Uh, I think this is one of the most intriguing position groups on the team. It really is every single year. Everybody loves the offensive line uh, here at Alabama, so cannot wait to dive into that. That, but make sure you are subscribed to the channel we're closing in on 2100 subscribers so help us reach that just as quickly as possible we, there's no reason we can't reach that uh you know just within 24 hours of this video publishing so help mm-hmm. us do that make sure you smash that like button hit that notification bell and then jump in the comment section below and give us your thoughts on the offensive line uh, post spring kind of give us your projected starting five and, and who could kind of play a role as a reserve offensive lineman uh, for the 2023 football season. Also, jump in the description below and you'll see a, a link to uh, our store where you can purchase a Tide Talk Live t-shirt or a Tide Talk Live coffee mug. So we would appreciate that support as well. All right, Jack, let's just dive right into it. buddy. There's, there, there, this is exciting exciting uh, group uh, to dive into, in my opinion. I'm really excited about the, the offensive line. Under second-year offensive line coach, uh, uh, coach eric wolford so I, I think there's there's a lot of talent there i think there's a lot of uh youth there i think there's a lot of potential there and uh, i'm just excited to kind of break down this position group and uh, before we kind of look at it you know our starting five and who we think can can kind of press for some playing time just uh your thoughts on the offensive line uh a, as a group
1: no oh, man I, I i love this batch of kids here um you know, we talk about not really having a superstar. We really don't, but we have a guy in J.C. Latham who who can potentially be a superstar out of this unit. Uh, and then another guy who has that potential as well is Tyler Booker. So uh, I think I saw some early 2024 projections, and, you know, they have Latham as a potential, you know, top ten pick potentially if he reaches that level. And under Coach, coach Wolf, man, this – this unit has gotten better each and every year, and uh, you can see what what they're going after, what he's been recruiting, and that's big, burly, just you know, just grind it out and just just run you down top of offensive line like we used to have in the past. So I'm I'm here for it.
0: I am here for it. No, no doubt. Yeah. As you can tell, Jake's excited about what the potential of this offensive line could be here in 2023 and really beyond 2023. Because like you mentioned, the way that Coach Wolf and Coach Saban have attacked recruiting offensive linemen the last couple cycles really is telling of what the future is. Uh, is going to look like there up front for the guys, and and I'm with you, Jake. I think J.C. Latham has a chance to be a superstar. Tyler Booker has a chance to be a superstar. You know, you're rock solid with Seth McLaughlin at center. Uh, you know, you, you like you like some of the the talent that's there along the left side of the offensive line, but they got to prove it. And and so th- there's there's stuff to be proven. Uh, there's improvements to be made, uh, but there's also some some real talent. And just kind of some nastiness back in that group uh, that that we hadn't really seen over the last few seasons, and you know we've talked about it before, Jake. When when you have a finesse offensive style of football because you have elite quarterback play dating all the way back to Jalen Hurts to Tua to Matt, and to Bryce, you might kind of got to revamp your offense a little bit, and mm-hmm. and you can't ask an offensive lineman to 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 pass pro forty times a game. And then get up by 20 and expect him to get to, to start playing uh, hard-nosed football, throwback football, the last few minutes of the game to try to milk the clock. It's just not going to happen. Right. I mean, right. you, you, physicality is a is is something that you occur. You have to work for that every single day in practice. So uh, I think the Album is getting back to that style of play. You can see that with the way they've recruited the running back room, the tight end room, and obviously the offensive line. And so we're going to be looking at the offensive line, kind of post-spring depth chart and kind of our starting five at this point in time and, and a couple guys that, that could make some noise down the road. Uh, Jake, uh, I, I think we're probably well, – usually everybody works from left to right. Uh, we're going to start from the right side because I think that right side, right tackle to center, to me is is pretty much solidified in my opinion. You got J.C. Latham at right tackle, Jake. The the guy's entering his junior season. Uh, uh, like you mentioned, he he is oozing with potential. I mean, he has mm-hmm. he has first round, top ten, uh, uh, NFL draft potential. So I, right. I think if he can continue to kind of craft his game. And just continue to learn to play you know with, with balance and and power and uh he, he's a guy who could be a really a superstar offensive tackle prospect so uh, i like J. C. Latham at, at right tackle he, he's nasty he plays hard uh and then you got uh tyler booker at right at right guard Jake, a guy who come in as a freshman and and really started taking snaps away from some mature players and he yeah. really proved probably to be albama's you know, nastiest offensive lineman, a guy who just gets after mm-hmm. it. Uh, you don't want to see him pulling in the running game. Uh, mm-hmm. He just – he gets to that second level so well and, and finishes blocks. And it's just one of those guys that that you don't want to line up to if you're a defensive lineman because he's he's mm-hmm. going to bring it every play. He's He plays with, with an ang, angriness, really. Yes. And uh, he's just a lot of fun to watch. And then you have Seth McLaughlin, I believe, at center, just a, you know, not a super talented kid, Jake. He's not a, he's not a superstar. He just kind of gets the job done, and uh, he, he knows all the calls. He knows where to, where to set guys up at. He knows, you know, who everybody's supposed to be blocking on every single play, and he's really just the communicator of that offensive line and, and kind of the anchor of that offensive line there in the middle at center. So I think from right tackle to center, Alabama's in really good shape
1: absolutely yeah they you you run the ball on that side of the field you're going to get some yardage because because you know like you said booker's got that nastiness about him jc latham is you know pushing that superstar thread and if i remember correctly i think he only gave up like one sack all of last year so you know he he's a lot down you know uh tackle you know, you're not going to get pat you're not going to get past him on on most occasions and uh him and Booker, I feel like, going to be really, really strong on that right side. And then, like you said, Seth Maloff, when he come in a few years ago and uh, kind of just took over when Dalcourt got hurt, uh, he, the, the offensive line seemed like to be – started playing a little bit more better and, and a lot more focused. And uh, I still believe Dalcourt has a place on this team. We're fixing to talk about that, you know. But uh, just for the experience-wise, I think he can be he can be good as well. But Seth, man – when he come in, that offensive line kind of solidified itself, and he was the glue that held it together.
0: Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. I think that's a good word for Seth McLaughlin. He's kind of that glue guy along the offensive line. He just kind of gets everybody set up where they need to be. Uh, like I said, he calls the signals. He, he 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 knows what everybody's supposed to be doing, and and he does a great job of communicating that. And he really he really does a good job of kind of keeping that offensive line together and. Uh, so so we're, we really like what Alabama has from, from the right tackle to center. Uh, they're really solid there and then you move to the left side Jake and you know Darren Dalcourt got most of the snaps at the starting left guard and, and mm-hmm. Elijah Pritchett got most of the sta- snaps as, as the starting left tackle and and I think it's likely those two guys will be there when Fall camp starts uh, in yeah. August, but uh, I think we're both also in agreement that you could see some younger players maybe, Take one of those spots, and mm-hmm. whether it's left guard or left tackle, I, I think you can't talk about this offensive line without talking about Caden Proctor. The excuse me, the true freshman five star from Iowa, oh. who is a mammoth of a man at, at six seven, three hundred fifty four pounds. Yeah, uh, who who is probably going to be just too good not to get on the field. O- honestly, mm-hmm. it, it reminds me a lot of the way Tyler Booker kind of started his career i don't know if you remember but but last spring as a freshman tyler booker started at right tackle mm-hmm. then some injuries happened along the offensive line on the interior i think both mclaughlin and dalcourt kind of kind of got banged up so they had to do some shuffling in the spring and uh so they moved booker to guard and he just flourished there and yeah and you saw that he eventually worked his way into that starting lineup uh, up front so i think caden proctor could possibly have that type of, of shift this season in 2023. Uh and, and to me, I think if he's gonna take a spot, uh, I hate to say it, but I think it's likely gonna be a left guard replacing Darren Dalcourt. Yeah, you you're probably right. And, you know, uh I like
1: Dalcourt, you know, he he kind of does better at a guard position than he did at center. Uh so, you know, if he can solidify himself, he's a you know, he's got a lot of experience. But you know them guys behind them are hungry. You know, uh, I know we hadn't even talk about, them, but Ferguson's back there as well, who who's wanting to see playing time. So, uh, and, and you know, I feel like Pritchett, he he kind of struggled in the um, in the A game. But I mean, my gosh, that defense was just run. I mean, it seemed like Ke- you know Kevin Steele knew where the weakness was on that on that offensive line, and he exploited it in that in that game and he did a great job at it we'll talk about the defense another time but pritchett i think once he gets a little bit more stars starts under his belt starts catching up to gain speed i think it's going to be okay uh but you're right stacy i feel like the, the the two question mark is going to be on that left side
0: yeah and and i don't think they're going to be you know just a major weakness of, right. of this team I, I think i just think that, like you said that Pritchett needs some snaps, man. He needs some snaps mm-hmm. in the SEC. He's got to he's got to catch up to that speed. I mean, like you said, Kevin yeah. still he, he sent the kitchen uh-huh, sink, got your Pritchett. I mean, he was blitzing he Malachi Moore off that edge all day long. Uh, yeah. it, it, uh, Pritchett couldn't keep Quindaris Robinson from getting in the backfield. So, I mean, they attacked him, and and that yeah. I think that was by design. I mean, it, it, trial by fire. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Pritchett's now got some reps against some high quality sec competition and throughout the spring and in the 8a game he's kind of had his feet held to the fire a little bit and he kind of knows what he has to do differently now uh maybe why maybe maybe do a little different as far as his stance maybe the way he drops back with his with his lead foot uh so i think i think there's some improvements obviously that pritchett can make and and like like you mentioned, Dalcourt kind of is what he is. I mean, he's right. he's he's a solid player, Jake. I mean he he would be he would be a starter at most SEC schools. So it's not mm-hmm. like the dude can't play. I mean, right. if he would have went into the portal, Jake, I mean, I think some high programs would have went after him. I, I really believe right. that some Power Five programs would have went after him. So it's not like he's chopped liver. Uh, he, he just I don't think he's a nasty kid. I you know that's mm-hmm. nothing against him. I just don't think he has that in him. Right and and uh, I think that's what kind of keeps him from kind of being that punishing offensive lineman that that the coaching staff is look looking for. But you know they're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. They're going to give him every opportunity to try to try to make make his mark on that offensive line because he is a fifth year senior now, uh, chose to come back for another year instead of transferring out. So you know right. obviously he 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 believes that he has a chance to to make an impact for this team and also he obviously loves this team or he wouldn't have come back. So uh yep. I'm 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 pulling for Dow Court. I hope he can kind of put it together because mm-hmm. Jake he he wouldn't be given this many opportunities if the coaching staff didn't see something in him. And mm-hmm. I, I I trust coach Wolf. I, I trust coach Saban. So I think they're going to put the best starting five out there. Uh mm-hmm. I just think that you could see some Caden Proctor sprinkled in there as well. <sighs>
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. C- Caden Proctor is going to be a stud. Whether you know he's going to probably to start his ascension this year, like you said, but I mean he is a behemoth of a man, like you said, <laughs> and he he's going to, to sit the field at some point during the season. Uh, like you said, he could be the the Tyler Booker of, of this year's team potentially. Right,
0: right. I I really believe that. And look. There's a lot of injuries that happen all the time on the offensive right. line, so so you better have some good depth. I think everyone's got some good depth. Now it's it's young depth, Jake. I mean, you right. got Caden Proctor, uh, Terrence Ferguson had not played a ton, mm. Jaden Roberts hasn't played a ton. You got the the other freshman and and Wilkin Formby, yep. Elias Allian, uh, who I think right. is going really uh, uh, yeah. to be a really good player down the road. Miles McVeigh, I think it's going to be a really good player down the road. Brock Montgomery is going to be a really good player down the road. So. Uh, but they're all down the road, guys. You know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> I keep saying down the road because they're all no. freshmen or I retro know. freshmen. So, uh, the, the experience is lacking. The talent is not. So uh, if, if there happens to be some inj- injuries along the offensive line, uh, if there's some struggles, it won't be because of talent. It's just because they're not experienced.
1: Yeah, and, and like like you mentioned earlier, Stacy, try by fire. And how, how do you get experience? You just get yeah. stuck into a middle of a high-intense SEC football game, you know, on the road, and yeah. you just have to get out there and do your thing. But I do want to say one thing real quick, and I read this a few weeks ago, and, and I, I feel very confident about it. But I was reading that how how more, you know, physical the defense, especially defensive line, has been in this spring. And, we'll, you know, we'll talk about the defense, like I said, later. But – being that nasty and being that more physical is just gonna make your offensive line, you know, they get pumped, you know, popped in the mouth about, like, whoa, we're gonna take take a step back and get more physical than they are. So that's just breeding that more nastiness that we've been missing in the last couple of seasons. So hopefully, you know that that nastiness is coming from the defensive side rubs off on the offense as well. So it's 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 gonna be fun to, to talk about the remaining of the of the summer but man, I'm ready for football season to get here just to see what changes and who has improved the most.
0: Yeah, no doubt. The, the offense and the defense, like we said, they work hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so uh, if the offensive line is more physical in practice, the defense has no choice but to become more physical. That's so right. yep. uh, it's, it, it they work hand in hand and, and, and it's going to be important for the uh, development of the young offensive linemen that they face a yep. physical defensive front every day in practice and – Uh, I really like what what this offensive line is doing. I think Coach Wolf has done a fantastic job. Like I said, he's entering his second year, but you can already kind of see him making his mark on the offensive line and and the the competitiveness that those guys are playing with, the nastiness those guys are playing with, and the physicality they're playing with. And that was kind of all they talked about, you know, whether it was J.C. Latham or Tyler Booker or or Seth Mm -hmm. McLaughlin, all those guys – or Darian Dalcourt. All those guys talked about all spring was – Getting back to that the Bama way and just being a more right. physical group up front and and I think that's what Alabama fans have been wanting and and I right. think that's what I think that's what they're going to get back to and 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 look Alabama has the talent and the coaching to flip a switch like that and be a totally different football team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, it it can happen that quick. I, mm-hmm. I trust me, trust me. I think you're going to see a much different brand of Alabama football in 2023. Now I'm not gonna say we're gonna be like Navy running the triple option. I'm just saying that there, it's <laughs> right. it's gonna they're gonna be a bunch. There's gonna there's there's gonna be some some nasty offensive line play, and there's gonna be some headhunters on that defense. And and I True, think it's just thank gonna God. I think I think it's gonna give Alabama fans some uh, some some good memories of, of of the old days.
1: Yeah, man, I, I'm excited about it. This is, you know. I miss Bryce Young and I miss Will Anderson and, you know, them guys because they, you know, what Bryce did, you know, for for the program was amazing. But I'm more excited about this year's team than I have been in the past just for the fact there the nastiness is coming back. The coaching staff, like you said, we've got everybody in place to make a deep run, and that defense is – just loaded it's it's really really talented across the board and so you know we may have question marks you know in a few areas but like I've said before and like you said Stacy, Saban's going to get it figured out and he's going to put the right players in the right situations to win ball games because that's what he's paid to do is to win ball games and he's yep. going to do he's going to play the best players to to get him that victory no matter who it is
0: No doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, that's going to wrap this episode as we kind of look at the offensive line uh, post-spring. Cannot wait to continue our series here. We'll be moving to the defensive side of the football next. uh, And by the time we get done with that, man, the SEC media days will probably be here. And uh, then before you know it, uh, fall camp will be starting. So cannot wait to keep. You know, just diving into the discussion and uh, shout out to the, both the baseball and softball teams as they begin their postseason play. Or softball team continues their postseason play on Thursday yeah. of this week uh, in in the women's college world series. So, so best of luck to those ladies and best of luck to the baseball team who got freaking snubbed as the 16 seed. But that's a talk for another day. But yeah. Anyways. Crap. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, make sure you like, share, and subscribe today. Hit that notification bell so you don't miss a single episode of Tide Talk Live. Uh, find us on TikTok as well on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us on all the social media apps, so make sure you connect with us there. Uh, jump in the comments and let us know you're starting five on the offensive line and maybe some young guys who you think can make an impact uh, in the fall as well. Uh, like we said, jump in the description and look at the look at our look at the link. Click the link, excuse me, so you can find our, our Tide Talk Live t-shirts and Tide Talk Live mugs, uh, and hopefully we'll have some more products up there pretty soon as well. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for watching. Cannot wait to get back in here again to talk some more album and football. But until next time, roll tide, roll tide.